right. Uh, listen, I, I, you know, I'm learning. This. I'm not going to rush on Wednesday night, so I, I want to get Bible study in and stuff. But I think this is as important, and I think this is lost in a lot of churches, is the, the, the prayer request time, taking the time to, to have the prayer request and to, and to talk about these things and pray for one another. And so if we get done with the, I, I think I'm only going to get through one of these tonight. It's, uh, I've got a little more material here for this one. We'll see where we get. But we may stop and, and break up and have, have a little prayer time with groups tonight. And I think that's really good when we do that as well. All right, so we've been doing the last few weeks, we've been doing this, you know, things that people believe that are not scriptural. Things that people would say were in the Bible or questions they have concerning scripture that they, that they wonder, is that, it, yeah, they think it's, it's biblical or they think what they're saying is true, and it's just not true. And so we've looked at, uh, I think we've gone through about six of these questions. And uh, so number seven tonight is this, is, is this statement. Uh, we all worship the same God. Yeah, we hear that a lot. And, and you know, it, it's, one of those, it's one of those things that... Um, you know, when people say that, it kind of it, it cringes me anyway. But when I hear someone who's, who's a professing believer who says that, it really, it really, because it, it just shows we don't have an understanding of that point. You don't have an understanding of who God is. Or maybe you don't understand who God is to those other groups or whatever. So we're going to look at a few of those tonight, some of the prominent ones we might think of. Uh, it's true that there's only one true and living God. Deuteronomy 4.39 says, Therefore, know this day and consider it in your heart that the Lord himself is God in heaven above and on the earth beneath. There is no other. There is one God. There aren't many gods. There is one God, and it's the God that we worship. It is the God that has revealed himself to us through the scriptures. Now, I know others, they would say that their God has revealed himself to them. But we know the God that we worship. And so the question comes in, is it the same God that we're worshiping? So... Let's do this. I want you to help help with this part of it, okay? So let's describe the one true God according to divine revelation of Scripture. So what we know of God Almighty. What do we know of God Almighty? Okay. So creator, creator of all things. Who created him? He's everlasting. He's everlasting. What's that? He is eternal. Eternal past, eternal. And you see, we think of eternal. It's crazy when you think of, if you want to get a mind, you're going to get messed up. Boom. Just try to think about that because time, time, as we understand time, is, is a creation. It's a part of the creation we're in. So when we talk about eternal, it's even beyond that because there was a time when time didn't even exist. And God existed. So just sit in a dark room and think about that for a little bit and see if it will just mess you up. It's like trying to imagine nothing. Yeah. You know, I've told you, you try to imagine nothing. If you, if, you, if, you get, if you try to, you say, well, what would that be like? Well, it might be like the space between Earth and Mars. There's nothing. No, that's not nothing. That's space. It may be a vacuum, but that's a part of creation. Imagine nothing. Go back before God created and imagine nothing. Okay. All right. So I digress. But he is eternal. He is. He created all that is. He is the uncreated one. You know, it's kids love that question. I don't think. I don't know that they love it. Kids like to, like to ask that question because they don't understand. Well, well, if, then who created God? 
Well, if somebody created God, then God's not God. Whoever created God is God. So our God is the God who created everything else. He is the uncreated one. He is, what would you say, Brent? Omnipresent. He's omnipresent, which means he's everywhere. Okay, what else? He's omnipresent. He, he is, although those are, okay, let me, make, let me try to make this more clear. Um, what are, those, are, those are attributes of God. But other religions may say the same thing. What are things that are, are unique to, to our God? Omnipresent. Can we include the incarnation? Yes. Because yes. He is God. Absolutely. If we're going to yeah. describe God, that's absolutely a part of who our God is. Absolutely. So, exactly. So he is a triune God. He is not a, a, a single God. He is, he is single God. He is God, singular, but he is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He is plural in that sense. If you go back and look at the word Elohim, it carries that, that plural. It's a, that's a plural word. It's speaking of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And it's interesting. I think it's Genesis 1-1. It talks about that. In the beginning, God, Elohim, created. So it's plural, but every other word around there is singular. Okay, so God acted, but it was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Our God is a triune God. Go ahead. I'm sorry, but yeah, you're right. And in 126, he said, let us, let us, in our image. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's all in there. There's nowhere where you find in Scripture that it says the Trinity. That word is not in there. But the Trinity is all in there. We see it again and again and again. Jesus said, I and my Father are one. So there, there's, there's all these scriptures that we, we see that, that point to that. So our God is omnipotent. It means he's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. Omniscient. omniscient. He's all-knowing. He is a plural, plural in the sense of Father. He's a triune God. He is... Uh, He's uncreated one. He is the creator of all. Um, so, and then speaking of it going beyond that in the triune part, he came, he was incarnate. So if Jesus did not come, if Jesus was not God, then we're, we're, we're as Paul said, you know, we're, we're to most be pitied because we're, we're in a bad place right now, right? So if Jesus was not God, that's something a lot of people have problem with right there. They would acknowledge Jesus as a good person, as a prophet or whatever, but they can't grasp that he is God incarnate, that God became man. And that's a stumbling block for a lot of people to have faith in, in God and, in, and, and through Christ. So the Holy Spirit is the third person. He is active today in, in the world. Is there anything else that we might would use to... That, that are, are unique to our God. He's alive. He is alive. He, he is self-sacrificing. Yes. Um, okay. Is there, would we believe there is, is there redemption any other way than through the, the way God, our God provided through Christ? We would not believe that. Okay. So God only accepts worship that comes through Jesus Christ. That would be, that would be something that we would, we would understand. Worship comes through his son. 
It comes through his son. Not through Muhammad, not through Buddha, not through Joseph Smith or, or any, anyone else. Acts 4.12 says, Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's no other name. It is only the name of Jesus. It is only through Christ, through that relationship with Christ, that we, it's the only way we can be born again. And that's the way we must be born again, is through that relationship with Christ. So to understand, here's the deal. If when you understand who God is by the scriptures, not by what I want him to be, I don't know if this is true or not. And some of you are going to be mad at me because... Um, I don't know, some of, you, some, of, some of the older ones in here, because the younger ones wouldn't even care who she is, but Dolly Parton, okay? I, I don't know for sure, so I probably shouldn't even say this. She probably shouldn't have given her name, but you would know who that is. But, it, but I was told, this person told me, they heard her say this, and she said, I worship God, but I worship God the way I want him to be. Have you heard that, Cliff? Yes. From her? No, not personally. You've heard that said of her. Okay. But, but, so, so I, you know, I'm hesitant to say, but that, what that means is, what, who is she, what is she worshiping? She's worshiping an idol. It's a, it's a, it's, I just put a meme up here year, several years ago in a message, and there was a girl standing in front of a mirror, and, and, and the meme said, if, if your God loves everything that you love and hates everything that you hate, you know, you, you're worshiping an idol, you, you, or, or you're worshiping yourself. But we create this, we can create, we, we, we want God to be what, what he, we want him to be, right? In our image, right. We want him, we, we wouldn't want him to... Um, we wouldn't want him to, to forgive a Hitler. We wouldn't want that. But we certainly want his grace to forgive us. Okay? So, you know, I, I no danger of her ever watching. But my sister, years ago, she got really mad. Because I was talking about the grace of God. The fact that if Hitler had repented of his sin and turned to Christ by faith, he could have been saved. Yeah, but but no, no, no. I'm not going to believe that God would ever forget. Well, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're just as sinful as, as Hitler. Because the fact is, the scripture says it. You know, if we're guilty, if we're guilty of one, we're guilty of all. I mean, you're, you're as, if you drank, if you drank poison that, you know, if a single drop of it will kill you. If you drink a single drop of it or you guzzle a gallon of it, either way, you're, you're dead. And that's what sin does. So if you, if, if once, you, once you have sinned, it doesn't matter if it was a, maybe it's just a little bit of white line. That was your only sin ever. That, that's, that. <laughs> Do you think that was talking about you? No, I didn't. You did. So, but here's what, so here's what we have to do. We have to go back to Scripture and we have to identify God by the scriptures. It's kind of like what the Treasury Department does with, with counterfeit. They don't go and study all the counterfeits. They look at the original. They know what that bill looks like. And they put in those measures so they know exactly what a $100 bill is supposed to look like. I, I, I think I shared a story. I was in Tajikistan one year. Someone had passed off a fake 100 to a Christian school there. 
for tuition. And uh, so they said, they, they're telling us here, it's counterfeit. Would you take it back to the States and, and take it to a bank and get it checked out? And so I'm looking at it, and the only thing I could tell is the watermark looked more like Curly from the Street Three Stooges than it did <laughs> Franklin. And I just thought that looked weird. But when I took it to the bank, I mean, immediately they held it up and looked at it and said, yeah, this isn't this counterfeit. I said, well, can I keep it as a souvenir? And they're like, nope. <laughs> nope. I'm like, well, hey, cut it in half or whatever. They wouldn't let me keep it. But uh, so you don't, you, don't, you don't look, you don't study the counterfeits. You study the original. You study what's right. And then you can identify the counterfeits. So let's look at some of the, the counterfeits. Because people would ask the question, well, Jehovah's Witness, are they, do, we, do we worship the same God? Um, so let's talk about what Jehovah's Witnesses believe. Jehovah's Witnesses believe Jesus is Michael, the archangel. That's what they believe. He's the highest created being. That's who they believe Jesus. I don't have to go any further. Do we worship the same God? We don't. I mean, we don't have to go any further than that right there. And, and if you get Jehovah's Witness at your door, just ask them who Jesus is. Do they worship Jesus? Is Jesus God's son? Just, just go to Jesus. All you got to do is talk about Jesus, and you'll, their brains will short circuit because typically they've learned a few verses, and they don't, and, and that's it. You get them off of that, they, they're lost. And, and if you're, and there's some scriptures you can take them to in their Bible that will show them in their Bible that Jesus is God. Because there's some verses they haven't changed. It is. They've, the, the Watchtower Bible is, they've changed a lot of verses, but there's still scriptures in there. And you can take their own Bible and show them that Jesus is God. So that contradicts what we know of Jesus, that he is God. John 1.1, 1, 1, John 1.14, John 8.58, John 10.30. You can look at all of those make it very clear that Jesus is God. Jehovah's Witnesses believe salvation is, is obtained by a combination of faith, good works, and obedience. And, of course, that contradicts Scripture, which declares salvation is received by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God. If Jesus isn't God, then our faith is vain. There's... If he is not God, he didn't rise from the dead. If he is not God, he was not sinless. Or, or I could say easier, if he was not sinless, he was not God. He was sinless. He died for our sin. And he rose again. Jehovah's Witnesses reject the, the doctrine of the Trinity, believing Jesus to be a created being and the Holy Spirit is essentially uh, the inanimate power of God. So they would not acknowledge that even the Holy Spirit. So they, they would say God is one. And, and, and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are not part of God. They're just, okay? So Jehovah's Witnesses reject the concept of Christ's substitutionary atonement and instead hold to a ransom theory that Jesus' death was a ransom payment for Adam's sin. So again, do we worship the same God? Clearly no, okay? Mormons. Now, one of my favorite radio personalities is Glenn Beck. I love, politically, I love to listen to Glenn Beck. And if you didn't know anything about Glenn Beck and what he believes, you would hear him at times and you'd swear he's a Christian. He talks about Jesus. He talks about him dying for our sin. talks about salvation, being saved, being born again. He, I don't know if he's used the word born again, but he's talked about being saved. And you, you'd swear, man, he's, he talks like a Christian. Well, they will tell you they're Christian. They, will, they claim to be Christian. And that's where the Christian cults come from. Jehovah's Witnesses is a Christian cult. Mormons, Christian cult. Um, so here's, here's some of the stuff about Mormons. No, Mormons believe that there are, in fact, four sources of divinely inspired words, not just one. So they, they acknowledge the Bible. 
They would say, yeah, the Bible is inspired as far as it is translated correctly. And that's what they say in their writings. That's the words they put in there. Implying, if they don't just come right out and say it, that there's, it's not properly translated. It's flawed. It's wrong. Um, now, they don't, they don't tell which verses aren't properly translated. Uh, so they just leave that out there. So then you can buffet style and say, well, that's not the, what it really means. Number two is the Book of Mormon, which was translated by Joseph Smith and published in 1830. Smith claimed it is the most correct book, his words, on earth and that a person can get closer to God by following his precepts, closer to God than by any other book. Again, his words. Um, and that's in the history of the church uh, that says that. The third one is Doctrine and Covenants. Uh, containing a collection of modern revelations regarding the church of Jesus Christ as it has been restored. So they, they rewrite stuff. And then the fourth is the pearl of great price, which is considered by Mormons uh, to clarify, clarify doctrines and teachings that were lost from the Bible. So they would say that that corrects the Bible. All right, it, 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 you start right there. When, when they say there are other writings other than Scripture, you can throw it out. I mean, you don't have to go any further. Just don't even entertain it. Entertain it. Mormons believe the following about God, that he was not, he, they say that he was not always, or he has not always been the supreme being of the universe, but attained that status through righteous living and persistent effort. They would say that he was, he was a man, Okay. They believe God the Father has a body of flesh and bones as tangible as man's. Brigham Young taught that Adam was God and the father of Jesus Christ. Now, the church doesn't necessarily, I think they've kind of abandoned that, but that's what Brigham Young taught. Mormons believe that there are different levels or kingdoms in the afterlife, the celestial kingdom, the terrestrial kingdom, the, the, the telestial kingdom, and outer darkness. Where mankind will end up depends on what they believe and do in this life. That's, that's what they believe. So we, we know, you know in, in contrast to that, the Bible teaches us that after death we go to heaven or hell based on whether or not we have had faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. To be absent from our bodies as believers, we're to, we're to be present with the Lord. Unbelievers are sent to hell. When Jesus comes the second time, he will, we will receive resurrected, glorified bodies. And there will be a new heaven and a new earth for believers, and unbelievers will be thrown in everlasting lake of fire. There is no chance for redemption after death. They would, they would say that you, could, you can continue on this climb. Mormon leaders have taught that Jesus' incarnation was the result of a physical relationship between God the Father and Mary. You know, it's just blasphemy. It's blasphemy. It's just blasphemous. Mormons believe Jesus is a God, little g, but that any human can also become a God. doesn't believe that he is God, capital G, but he is a God. Okay? And they believe that you know, that's what they're aspiring to, trying to live their lives in a way to earn this Goddom, that I can become a God. Mormonism teaches that salvation can be earned by a combination of faith and good works. Although Mormons are usually friendly, loving, and kind people, they are deceived by a false religion that distorts the nature of God, the person of Jesus Christ, and the means of salvation. Uh, now, any, any history I've read that speaks of Mormons in the Old West, they were anything but friendly, loving, kind people. 
they were brutal, wicked people. Now, Mormons today, I, I don't know, those who live out there in Utah say that it's a rough place. It's, it's, it's 90-something percent Mormon out there. And it's, it can be very uh, adversarial. Is that the right word? Adversarial. If you're not a Mormon. If you're not a Mormon. Yeah. They yeah. to be called Latter-day Saints now. They do. That's got the negative yeah. connotation. Yeah. yeah, let's just read. Oh, really? When we were out there in southern Utah, there's a lot of, uh, of, of uh, what were they called? Southern First Baptist Churches. I think that's what they called them. Southern First Baptist Churches or, or something like that. Was that. Do you remember what they were called? We saw several of them, but it was a weird, a weird name. So the Baptists are in there and, and trying to make headway. When I was a kid, if you watched the Atlanta Braves, who watched the Atlanta Braves on TBS? I miss the good old days. Yes. Can't even see the Braves now. But I, I used to watch the Braves, and Dale Murphy was one of my childhood heroes. I didn't know anything about Mormonism then, but Dale Murphy was a Mormon, is a Mormon. And they always talked about what, what, boy, what a nice guy was. He wouldn't drink anything harder than milk. You know, that was that kind of stuff. But, it, but he's a Mormon. Um, so do we worship the same God as the Mormons? Nope. All right. Jews. It's going to be an interesting one. Many Jews in the time of the Old Testament did worship the true God. Okay? So I ask this without giving a verbal answer. If I ask you right now, do we worship the same God as the Jews, a lot of people would be inclined to say, absolutely, we worship the same God as the Jews. So let me start again. Many Jews in the time of the Old Testament did worship the true God. The God who, call, who called Abraham, gave the law to Moses, and established the nation of Israel is the one true God, eternal in the heavens. This is the same God that Christians worship today. That, that God from the Old Testament is the God that we worship today. He was the same then, today, and tomorrow. Uh, as an overview, here are some of the teachings about God that Jews and Christians share. So we, we would agree that God is eternal. He is all-powerful. He's all-present. He's all-knowing. And only, only one God exists. Okay? However, Judaism as practiced today does not worship the Christian God. That is, they do not worship the one true God of their ancestors. They have turned away from the truth of who God is. Now, here's, here's how you got to understand this. Um, well, let me, let me go through this and I'll tr explain it a little, maybe make it clear. Here are the main Christian teachings about God as set that set Christianity apart from Judaism. The one true, the, the, one, uh, the one God exists in Trinity, in triunity, Father, Son, and Spirit. So they don't acknowledge that, okay? God became incarnate in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, okay? If he didn't, if he didn't, see, they don't acknowledge that. We, we acknowledge that that is God in flesh. They don't acknowledge that. So now they're denying God. Does that make sense? I mean, when you, when you, so here's what's going on. This is a timeline, and they're following the one true God, one true God, one true God. Here comes their Messiah that they're looking for, and at this point, the Messiah comes, our Savior comes, and we continue on. We're worshiping the one true God, but at that point, they, it's, it's like if, whoever saw uh, Back to the Future. It's a, the space-time continuum got messed up there. 
And they got offline because now they have denied God. They denied God. God came. He came and they denied him. They rejected him. And so they're still, they're still, they're, they've created an idol that is not God. And he's a God that Christ isn't a part of. Does that make sense? Okay. So, so there's your, your clear answer on that. Do we worship the same God as the Jews? We worship the same God the Jews worshipped when they were worshiping in the past, but not today. They've rejected, they've rejected him. Now they're following a false God. How about Muslims? I hear a lot of people talk about Muslims. The question comes up, is, is Allah and God the same? It's just a different name. It's not. Y'all already know the answer, don't you? So the, Muslims, uh, the Muslim and Christian views of God have some similarities. Christians believe in one eternal God who created the universe, and Muslims apply these attributes to Allah. They apply them to, out to Allah. Both view God as all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-present. A vital difference between the, the Islamic and Christian views of God is the biblical concept of the Trinity. Do you see how important the Trinity is? When we talk about who God is, if, if we do not... Look, I ain't going to say if you don't understand the Trinity, because few of us... I, I, I was reading something the other day. I thought it was great. This guy said, why are we trying to be so trite in trying to explain the Trinity as though we can understand that? He said, we don't, we don't have to understand it. He, this is God. We don't understand everything about God. The closest I can come is that we're a, we're a trinity. All right? We're not the trinity, but we're a trinity. I, am, I have a body. I have a soul. I have a spirit. They're different. The, the three make up the one, but it's totally different. So we can't even, again, you can't even fully get your mind around the trinity, but we know it's true. Though I can't fully grasp how that works, the mechanics of that. And, 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 but I know it to be true because the scriptures have re revealed that. We understand that, and that is a key part of, of our faith. I mean, if, if you deny the Trinity, you, you've denied God, the God that is, that is real, that exists, the one true God. And so that, that's very important. So they don't believe, they, they would deny the Trinity. In the Bible, God has revealed himself as one person, as one God in three persons. We've talked about that. Um, while each person of the Trinity is fully God, God is not three gods, but three in one. The Trinity is essential to Christian faith. Without the Trinity, there will be no incarnation of God's Son in the person of Jesus Christ. Without Jesus Christ, there will be no salvation from sin. Without, uh, without salvation, sin would condemn all into an eternal hell. Without the Trinity, with, without the triune God, we're lost today. We're lost. We're hopeless. We should just go eat, drink, and be merry. For, for tomorrow we die. Yes, ma'am. Jesus only. Yeah. And that's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. 
they're not. They're, they're, uh, that, is, um, that is false teaching, yeah. absolutely. And he would, they would be, that would be what I would, or I've heard termed, what I would probably call there, that Jesus only. That God in heaven was God, but God left heaven in the person of Jesus, so God just vacated heaven, and only God was here. And so then now God is in the, here in the presence as the Holy Spirit. So God is, is there is no, I, it, it, you go, uh, well, that's it. That's it. Yeah, so uh, when I first got here, there were some T.D. Jakes books in the, in the library back there. Y'all know where those went? They went in the dumpster. They went in the dumpster. Yeah, I thought, I hope not. And, and, and uh, praise the Lord, I didn't find a single Joel Osteen book. Praise the Lord. <laughs> not a single one. What about Benny Hens? <laughs> no, nah, there were no Benny Hens. No. There's so many things that we quickly, Christians will embrace that, uh, you know, we just have to exercise some wisdom. And, and th those things, they're, they're little things that will so easily get people off track. Well, it sounds good. It, here's, the, here's the problem. Who was I talking with? I don't remember who I was talking about. Here, here's, the, here's the problem you have sometimes. So someone, you know someone who's... Well, they're just the nicest person. They're just the nicest. God wouldn't send them to hell. Well, if they don't know Jesus, I mean, it's not about niceness. And, and you know, we know that there's none good, no, not one. So when your people go, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Now, I, I told you there was a guy that we used to go to church with. It got old. It really got old. I learned to quit saying I was doing good. I'm doing well. I'm fine. Because every time I said he is, none is good, no, not one. Yeah, we get, we get it. But when we use that phrase a lot of times, I know what people are saying. That was a good man. I mean, there are people we know that are good in a, in a worldly sense. They're good people. I mean, they're good people. They, 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 they treat people fairly. They don't lie. They don't cheat. They don't steal. You know, they're, they're just morally, morally good people. Doesn't mean they're saved people. You can be a good person. Good people go to hell every day. Okay, so salvation ain't based on being good. You have to, because none of us are sinless. And so we, we have to be careful. But people go, well, you know, uh, I love listening to Glenn Beck. But he says all the right things. He talks about being saved. And, you know, he's a Mormon, so that must be okay. No, you've got to, you've got to do your homework and look into and see what, what these different faiths, religions, whatever, what they believe. And, you know, we could go through, we could go a laundry list through them and see what they believe, and we're going to find problems with every one of them and what they believe. So it's important that we know what we believe about God Almighty Amen. and that it is based on, man, I, I, here, here's the thought I had. How many times I hear, I hear Christians talk about, or professing Christians. I, I say that a lot, professing Christians, because I think there are a lot of people that think they're a Christian or they say that, and they're not. They don't, there's never been a change in their life. They're, they're, there's no difference now than, and they don't have, they can't even really give you a clear, um, a clear testimony of when they were saved, when they were born again. They, they, it's just, well, you know, it's like the, some Methodists that I've been around that they, well, I've always been a Christian. 
No, no. I said, do you have a, said, do you have a birthday? Yeah. Well, when is it? Do, so what, where were you before you were conceived? Where were you? Well, I didn't exist yet. I said, well, all right. So you had to have a point where you were born, right? I said, spiritually, it's the same way. There has to be a time when you are born again, born spiritually. And, and so we, 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 I don't know where I was going with that. But we got we to gotta understand that. So Glenn Beck, I like Glenn Beck. He starts talking his religion, I, I turn it. He's talking about George Soros, I'm listening. <laughs> Sorry, not going to get on politics. Um, that ain't politics, though. That's just a vile, wicked, evil man, truth. Um, yeah, so know what you believe. Be ready to share that and, 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 and just compare. When you got something, you can start compare it. When someone wants to tell you they're a Christian, look, go back to what we know of what Scripture says. And, and you want to witness to people? I can give you a witnessing class real quick. Don't ever ask somebody if they're saved, if you're witnessing to them. Don't ask them if they're saved. Don't ask them, are you going to heaven? Don't ask them that. Because they're going to go, they're going, most of them, if you ask them if they're saved, here's what they're going to say. Well, yeah. Yeah. Now, now you've got to get them convinced. If they're not saved, you've got to get them convinced they're lost before they'll ever listen to you towards salvation. So the question I like to ask, I've shared this with you, but the question I like to ask is this. In your personal opinion, why do I say that? Because everybody likes to give their own personal opinion. So in your personal opinion, what do you understand it takes for a person to go to heaven? Now, I'm not asking you what it takes for a person to be a great Christian, you know, the saint of saints. I'm asking you, by your opinion, what do you understand it takes for a person to go to heaven? Now, by their answer, pretty much I can tell whether they have a faith answer to that, if they have a works answer to that, or if they have a mixed up, muddled up answer to that. Faith plus works. And a lot of times it comes across this way. Well, you have to, you have to believe in Jesus and then, you know, you got to keep the Ten Commandments and you got to give some money and the, all these different things. No, 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 no. But it helps you to understand where they are and where then you can witness to them to, to, to give them truth. Make sense? There's your, there's your one minute tip for witnessing this week. Okay? It's a great question. That come out of faith visitation. Bobby Welch over at Daytona First Baptist Daytona wrote a book on that, did a whole program on that. And from that class, we did that back in Georgia. That question is my staple that I use. I, I found a better question for getting started in a conversation and then gauging where someone is spiritually. It'll help you. All right, 745. Any quick questions or comments before we pray? All right. Good stuff? Praise the Lord. Father, thank you for our time together. Thank you for uh, your word. And, and Lord, you have not left out anything that we need. It's all there. Everything we need is in your word. Thank you for that, Father. Help us, help us to be diligent miners of the truth from your word. That we, we wouldn't be found uh, ignorant uh, because we haven't done our, our job in, in, in understanding and comprehending that truth so that then, Lord, we can take that truth out and share it with others. So, Lord, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your Son, God incarnate, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit of God that's with us even now, indwelling us, Lord, teaching us, guiding us, convicting us. 
thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. We thank you, God, for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great rest of the week.